0: Study Group, the podcast for returning scoobies and Buffy newbies. Welcome to the podcast! This is very exciting. We're actually doing a live podcast right now. Uh, this, is, this is great. This is a complete dream come true. We are going to go in a line and introduce all the folks who are on the, the panel, the two tables, uh, and then we'll, we'll hop into it in a second. Um, so I'm Omar. I'm one of the hosts of Sunnydale Study Group.
1: I'm Holland Farkas. I'm also a host of Sunnydale Study Group. Uh, I'm Rachel Hine. I'm the editor in chief of Nerdist.com.
2: Oh. Uh, I'm Brittany Sandler. I'm a co-producer on *Lurk a Frey* fan film. Wow, it's mouthful. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris Bramanti. I'm also a host of the Sunnydale Study Group. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to be chatting today not about an
0: episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which we usually do, but instead about Buffy fandom. 2.0. How has the internet? How has new media changed it? Where are we now? And um, sort of, not necessarily why, but how do we keep talking about a show uh, that ended so many years ago? But has it really ended? So before we do that, let's head into the library. Great! Well, first of all, guys, thank you so much for coming to this panel and this live podcast recording. This is awesome! This is so great! Give yourselves a round of applause! So we're going to be chatting about Scoobies in new media and the internet. Um, just to hop in, just to kind of get this conversation started right from the get-go, we have a podcast that's direct, that's specifically about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We love Buffy. Uh, that's how Chris and I met. Um, Holland and I met. We were making videos for Geek and Sundry, and then Holland came out and we realized that we were Buffy fans, and so we're like, we have to do a podcast together.
4: I remember it, because it was at uh, James Brent Isaac's James Brent, Tiger Monkey, Isaacs, all The of world his names. champion of the world. It was at his, like, I think it was, like, his 30th birthday party. And I remember, because we were, <laughs> we were in a bar. Them. No, no, because we were in a bar. I'm going to tell the whole no. story. We were in a bar. We were drinking alcohol. But Omar just turns to me, super excited. He was like, so I think Chris and I want to start a Buffy podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, a Buffy podcast? That's so cool. And we're literally doing the thing where we're, like, shouting at each other, like, in this bar, like, with all these people just, like, over, like, trying to shout over everyone else, talking about how cool it would be to do a Buffy podcast. And he's like, do you want to, like, do so? Do you want to be involved in it? And then I was just going to, like, produce it, and then I we went to record that first episode, and then I actually got to be on it with you guys, so that was cool. Um, but, yeah, that was, I mean, that was, like, last January. And yeah. Like, look how far we've And come. here we
0: are now. And it's one of those things where now I feel like fandom is an identity. It's not, like, uh, before I think it was seen of just, like, sort of, like, a crowd that likes the thing, and then, like, you know, Willem Chandler stands up there, and he's like, get a light, you nerds." <laughs> uh, it really happened, not my words; they were his. Uh, <laughs> but now I feel like it is something that we actively do. It's a part of us, and it's a way that we kind of see our world, which is something that I love. So we're going to be talking about, sort of, from the podcast aspect of it, um, and then we've got folks who talk about the, to talk about the journalism of Buffy fandom as well as creating brand new content, uh, and, and making incredible, <laughs> seriously, what you guys are about to see is awesome, incredible looking art that is, of course, inspired by the, the great new universe. Uh, so, yeah,
3: let's, let's get this conversation going, guys. Are we gonna do the whole panel in this mood lighting? Or are we just yes. gonna I like show it. The thing? Yeah, I like yes. it, and it makes me look younger, so yeah,
0: <laughs> <fine with that. laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one thing I, uh, um, I'm gonna say really quickly, uh, just to set the, the mood, we have the mood lighting and set the mood is, um, I was shooting something with Tom Lenk, uh for his uh, Facebook page, and we were chatting about the podcast that came up, uh, and he was talking to Jack, who plays the deputy mayor in season three, and he was like, so do you guys just talk about it? Like, well, we talk sort of about our feelings and how it's influenced our lives, and it gets pretty real. I think we just recorded your episode, actually. Um, and We were talking about that and then Jack just turned to me and said the nicest thing in the world where he was just like, I think Joss would have loved that. I think Joss would love that. I think Joss loves the fact that people are taking something that exists and are not blocking out life, but are using that to discuss life and to talk about their feelings and the struggles that they go through. That would mean a lot to him. And that just meant the absolute world. And so I just want to have that as sort of like our shining star for this conversation. But should we jump to lurk stuff? Should we get right to lurk stuff? Let's just do it because it's super awesome. Brittany, would you like oh, to man. explain what lurk is?
2: Okay, wait. did we already, did we already do this? Okay. Um, lurk is a. well hi guys. Uh, lurk is a fan film based on Frey. Um, reason why we emphasize fan film is because like we're just big Buffy nerds and wanted to make something cool. Um, my co-producer Annie Lou couldn't be here, but she was the one that was kind of like, uh, you've made stuff, let's make something together, and this is something that I would want to see get made, so let's make it. Um, so <laughs> Lurk is based off of uh, Joss Whedon's um, comic called Frey, which is, based, uh, which is about Malaka Frey, who's a Slayer, but it's like sci-fi, it takes place in the future, um, and it's kind of like crazy post-apocalyptic city um, and the word lurk uh, is what they basically call vampires but vampires just kind of look like the gnarly version from like Buffy all the time and they're like gray and they're super evil and they're kind of like city punks and thieves and they're just crazy so it's a gritty universe um but Malak is a crazy, colorful character that's got this. Um, she's also got like kind part of the Slayer powers, um, but not quite. And you'll learn more why that is, why she's not full like Buffy Beast mode all the time. Um, but I don't want to s- spoil it and why that is. Um, and w- the clip that you're about to see is the first time anyone that hasn't been like married to the project has. Seen it, So, um, this is exciting and terrifying. <laughs> so, um... It's super, yeah. it has time codes,
4: so you know. Oh, yeah. Real.
2: Yeah, it's a work in <laughs> Um There's a lot of visual effects because, like, her world is... It's it's sci-fi. There's She uses spikes and the scythe, but also ray guns, and there's flying cars, and um, that takes a really long time, and a lot of money I don't have to make that happen, so... Uh, please be like, watch with kind eyes, I guess is the, <laughs> is the warning label. But um, I hope you think it's cool. And I hope, like, if you have not read Frey, I hope this is a cool, like, introduction and you go out and read it because it's an awesome continuation of the Buffy universe that is very different than Buffy itself. All right, so, let's, yeah, let's, let's do it. Clip.
3: Right. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sense, you know, that's Stephanie Woodburn, right? Yes. Yes. It is. God, yeah. she's yeah. So Stephanie Woodburn. Awesome. She's a host on Geek and Sundry's like Twitch channel. She's an amazing actress, and she was just, she was just, she became our Slayer. She was like, I'm gonna take uh, like martial arts classes and all this stuff. I'm like, uh, w- you don't have to. She's like, No, I want, I want to. I need to become the Slayer to be <laughs> Malaka. She was amazing.
0: So where can we
2: see the whole thing? It is still. A work in progress, and we're actually p- have a new partner that we can announce today. We're yeah. actually working with Loot Crate. Um, they're they're going to be like a producing partner, release team. So we're still figuring out where exactly it will live in the long run. But like, we have a Facebook page, we have Twitter. Um, so lurk, f- uh, fray fan film. You can find us, and we'll share all that information of where you can see it soon. let share Facebook. Uh, just lurk, lurk, lurk fray fan film. Uh, are you gonna do like crowdfunding? We already did crowdfunding. Did. Okay. Yeah, like for the initial, but it's been um uh it's been a process. I <laughs> mean, looking
0: at just even just yeah. the shot and seeing how much goes into it. This is absolutely
3: nuts.
2: Yeah, that's green screen. That was like green screen on a roof while it was raining, so <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs>
3: um, I have a question. Yes. Uh, and I don't know how much of this you can answer. Um, as a Frey fan, does this take place before or after the events of Frey, or is it kind of just sort of your own use of the character and something that is different than the Frey storyline that Joss and Carl Maline did?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so this is actually uh, what would happen after the the comics. Oh, cool. So because we didn't really want to do a straight adaptation, because then it feels like kind of just taking and plugging Joss Whedon's words, like just here and there. So this is a continuation, and what we kind of saw is like if this was to become kind of uh, like a serialized like crime fighting show, and basically if we wanted, if you wanted a sci-fi version of Buffy on the air again.
0: So you guys took a bunch of, like a, you corralled together so many different creative people. I mean, like the makeup is incredible. That like, that also looked gorgeous, like with the lighting and the colors and everything like that. And instead of just like, just stamping out something that's already been done, or as some of us in the industry call it, Snydering it, um, you went <laughs> forth and you, you guys actually made something like pretty much new. Like you guys created like a new story.
2: It is a new story. Uh, there is a, uh, well, how how upset would you guys get about like spoilers that haven't read the comic? Do it. Do it. Okay. <laughs> so like the big the big baddie in the comic is actually her twin brother Hearth, and they actually like share um, share uh, the Slayer powers. Um, so she has the super strength, and he has like like kind of like the visions or like the sense of like doom and and can kind of perceive the future. So so he's like the big baddie in that, but and that's gonna be like the overall. That's like our overall. Like her dealing with that and her guilt about she thought her brother was dead for really a long time, and um, and so her dealing with that, but then just kind of like you know the monster of the week type of type of thing. Um, so sorry, I totally just went on a tangent there. Um, that's what we do in the podcast. Yeah. Tan- <laughs> yeah how a tangent town. Yeah. Tangent town. Uh. Mm, that's, it's still, we're still figuring that out. It's, like, it's short, it's short. Okay, it's like a, it's under short, 30 minutes? Yeah, it's under 30 minutes, because um, actually, when you're talking about, like, the building the world, where you saw, like, the kind of, like, club warehouse scene, that's actually an abandoned, uh, like, water treatment facility that had, like, no light and <laughs> pretty much uh, no power and uh, pretty much no air. Like, it was a very, it's a very dreary dark place that totally fit what we needed but um yeah it's like oh if 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 you think vampires in this room vampires definitely live in that water (laughs) treatment facility they don't need water yeah no no or sunlight it's like the perfect vampire hideout
0: that's amazing i love i love this man it looks so good it's so cool that this exists like (laughs) i love that you guys are taking something that we all like and are excited about and bringing it into the real world you know like it's Incredible. I feel like so many people make projects to get noticed or whatever, and like to like, I'll do this, and then hopefully we will go through the festival circuit. And I love the fact that this is legitimately fans making stuff for ourselves, you know, and not waiting for someone to approve, like light a show for us, or like hopefully we'll get renewed on something. It's just being like, let's just make it. Let's just get people who love Buffy together and make it.
2: Oh yeah, it's working on this has been kind of just like let's get it out there and let's have it done. And I mean, it's been a progress. It's been such a. Uh, Process that, like if it were if it were like we're in this for like the money or we want to like one like it d- doesn't really belong to us. It's it's we're fans and we're making this just for for fun. Um, but if it were like oh we're gonna like do this so we can like make it in Hollywood, <laughs> um, it this would not be the project I would have picked. <laughs> like, something that is this labor intensive that took a lot of makeup and a lot of special effects. If it was like a get rich quick scheme jokes on me (laughs) because that's not what's happening here it's just genuinely from a place of like we think this is cool we would want to see this and then just the conversations that have sparked like even just being here like i get to to talk to you guys and and you guys in the audience about like spreading the word of malaka Frey. like that's that's the funnest part of it
3: that's awesome uh does it take into account any of the events of buffy season eight the comic Yes, with the fray. Well, there might be sort of crossover, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: not in this, just because I would have no idea how to cast Buffy. Like unless we could get Sarah Ooh. Michelle Gellar, like I just couldn't. I like wouldn't want to touch that. Like I, I would be t- like too intimidated to try to uh, even like writing dialogue for Buffy herself. I would just. Um, Joanna Newsom. Yeah. Like maybe
0: you
2: know if 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 we keep doing this or make more of lurk possibility. Like I'm not gonna say no to anything, but just personally mm-hmm. I would be scared. Maybe Annie's like hell oh, yeah let's do it, but <laughs> but I would just that would be like the biggest challenge.
0: <laughs> so um we've seen sort of. Uh, creative and, and making new sort of art, uh, but there's also another aspect of the, of the Buffy fandom community, uh, and folks who are inspired by Buffy, which is these incredible, like, academics uh, that are talking about not just, like, the show and how television works in the history of television and all that, but, like, taking aspects of Buffy and bridging them out to, like, politics and society, uh, feminism, obviously, um, uh, and you know, going to a film school, for me, it was like, in closed doors, in like a library, you could probably get some books written by like some experts, or maybe you could go to like one or two talks. But now, with the power of the internet, and, and the fact that so many people are so educated in these matters, and, and so excited to talk about them, we have stuff like blog posts, um, entire website's dedicated to it. So I was hoping that maybe you could discuss that since you are the, you oversee all Nerdist things. Yeah,
1: yeah that's true. Um, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot of words. It's really fun. Um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Before I get to that though, I wanna say that what I love about what you're doing with the fan film is recently another show that has a big fandom got canceled that people are really upset about, Agent Carter, yeah. And, and yeah, it's a real Teasing. bummer. I know, Teasing. And so, but I was thinking about it, because last night I was complaining, I was saying, mm-hmm. you know, I really want shows, like, some of my favorites are Buffy, Alias, I really liked Agent Carter, where there's this badass lady at the forefront, and you've got these kind of Monster of the Week episodes, and you can follow them, but they have this huge journey. And they do what sci-fi and fantasy and genre are meant to do, which is tell a larger story about characters, about themes. And so I I, I, last night was even saying to myself, I was like, well, I'm just gonna write something, because they just keep not doing this. And so I love that people are making these because there is an audience for it. We do wanna see it. And it feels like every time we get one that we like, it gets canceled, and it's a real bummer. So I'm glad that you are out there doing the good work and creating stuff like this. So it's super exciting. I will totally read your Agent (laughs)
2: Carter. I will read your Agent Carter. (laughs) I just
1: like I want to be like a spy or a slayer or something. I just want to create something like that that I can keep seeing my elements of myself in, of my friends in, of the the journeys. And that's one of the things that's great about um, having these writers that that write for Nerdist. And everyone has different fandoms and different things that they're passionate about. And it's so rad to get to read it all the time. Um, And and the community that we have not just with the writers but the people who read Nerdist and watch our videos and and comment and things like that. And a funny story, so when I was a teenager an older teenager and i first got into buffy i was part of a like live journal yeah Yeah. i also had a dead journal because i was super gone (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes Um, and i had this uh friend on the internet who we had started out joining a community for an author who writes about LA like this kind of uh, magical realism, Francesca Lea Block. And um, we became friends online, and we were part of this Buffy fandom. And and she lived in Texas, and I sort of lost touch with her over the years. And then she applied to write for Nerdist last no. year. Now she's a writer for Nerdist. And she's super talented. What? And she writes a lot. Her name's Jessica, and I hope she. I hope she. I'm gonna send this to her because she's super talented. She's a dancer. She's a writer, and she. One of our biggest posts of over the holidays last year was a piece that she wrote about. Um, your friends as family and how Buffy and the Scooby gang sort of embody that feeling that you, if especially for people who grew up and had a hard time with their parents or their family or are estranged from them or suffered a loss or anything like that. And you don't necessarily feel like you have that like blood family, but you can create your own. And that's something that everyone loves about the Scooby gang, that that piece really resonated to a lot of people. And I think that's kind of the power of this fandom not just creating it, but connecting over the same feelings that you get from this beautiful piece of work and these characters, and, and discussing all of the differences there. So it's, it's like, I can't believe it's my job, it's like not fair. <laughs> like the fact that they pay, I'm like, oh, I get a. oh, they're paying me to do, okay.
0: <laughs> so yeah. It's so interesting that you say that. I think it really, it's, I'm, I'm gonna say something that maybe is a little bit big right now, but I feel like we're, we're in company because we're all Buffy fans, but, st- we love Buffy. We love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And lots of times people ask like, uh, actually no one asks me. They just, they're just like, yeah, they pat me on the head and keep going. Uh, (laughs) But there's the question of like, you know, why? And it's because it is something that's so important and so seminal and has such a huge place in your heart. It's this gigantic, huge story and it's a piece of art. And like all pieces of art, you can continue to get stuff from it uh, for your personal life or even just seeing the world out there. And I really feel like that's what Buffy fandom 2.0 is is us just rushing ahead of that, of just, it's not like a breakdown of, like, who's my favorite character in only the vacuum of the universe of Sunnydale, it's how do I see my family after, you know, looking through this incredible TV show, (laughs) Uh, and coming to conclusions, and that's really, that's so cool, I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah,
1: or, like, I think one uh, one of the very powerful themes that Buffy goes through with her mom especially is that your parents aren't always right and they aren't always gonna get it and there's nothing wrong with that and they're people and they're going to make mistakes and I feel like, I know a lot of people that when they when they discovered that about their own family, it felt very intense to think like, oh, I've looked up to these people and, and they are just people and they are gonna make mistakes and they don't always know the right thing. And that ha- seeing that on TV, especially at that time and having that kind of relationship and dealing with the fact that Buffy is not always a sympathetic character, sometimes she makes terrible decisions or treats people poorly, but she's still a heroine and she's still a real, fleshed out, flawed, strong, vulnerable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> character. And and was totally ahead of its time to have something like that when we still are struggling to see that in a lot of films and TV today. And that's super powerful too. Yeah,
0: where's Natasha, man?
1: I <laughs> like, I, I like oh I, she God, could yeah. be the, oh, she could be the spy show. <laughs> I want it, I want it so bad.
0: Dear Netflix. <laughs> um, I wanna ask you three, Holland, Rachel, and Brittany, about this. Um, yeah. in terms of empowering us, <laughs> yeah, <is that> <laughs> uh, in terms of sort of empowering us to to have these conversations and to talk about it, how has the internet no, <laughs> this is cause Chris and I are old people, that's why. <laughs> Uh, Chris, like Christopher, our version of fun is like going for a walk in the park and like feeding ducks, that's, <laughs> that's where we are in our lives.
1: Wearing cart-like cardigans and stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Did you replace the elbows on your jacket too? <laughs> um, but since you guys are very hip and, and, and fresh in it, uh, <laughs> we're just Mel Brooks. We're just Mel Brooks split into two people, and that's us. You're uh, a,
2: com- a comedic genius. Okay, <laughs> but split into I'm just, two. I'm just <laughs> not I don't know. I'm not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: how has the internet empowered us to talk about, uh, specifically Buffy, but at large, our fandoms, what we love about it, and make us feel confident in saying this? Because there has been sort of that, like itchy, scratchy, like joke, where it's like. In this episode, uh, his root cage was hit twice in the xylophone and it made a different noise and it's like making fun of that Whereas like now it's like these are the experts like fans are the experts and the proponents of culture
4: Um, I mean my biggest thing is I think I still have an issue with it, but um I, I think it, it started with Being able to make vlogs for Geek and Sundry is like I've always been like a huge fan of stuff um but I not gonna breathe through my phone i like i it's like i I know that i'm intelligent but i'm also not necessarily like an academic so it was kind of like in order to be a fan of something you needed to be able to write uh like these long essays on it these like books on it all these like scholarly works which it's great that people do because i enjoy reading them but i was like i'm not one of the people that can do this like I can talk about something and sometimes I'm like I like a character because I like them. Like I, I can tell you how I feel about this thing and why I'm I really, really like Buffy or I really really like X Files because like I emotionally like feel this attachment to these characters and I have since I was twelve and like I I don't know if I can like write this down on paper paper, but if I like talk to you and start crying to you about how much I like this thing, I think you can like understand how important this is to me. Um, and I think with the internet you can do that i mean uh so like starting uh back i guess like two years ago um uh, when geek and sundry was doing their like vlogs competition um i had submitted and i made this video it was on much do about nothing and i basically just talked about like how much i like the movie
0: oh this is such a good
3: story and
4: i like made this video and then it turned out uh, this is not necessarily buffy related but whedon related and uh uh, it was showing in Boston near me because I was going to school at Emerson, and the Twitter account has started following me. So I was like talking to the Twitter account, and I was like, oh, okay, like this is cool, like whatever. Um, and it all happened in just like uh, a random uh, sort of order, but it was kind of like I had ended up talking to Josh Whedon in, in DMs on the Twitter account for much ado because they were just like, oh, I like your video, and like I was like, oh, cool, great. Movie, but it was great. Joss that was the it But it was apparently Joss Whedon, so he says. But it, I mean, it could have not been Joss Whedon, but it, it said it was Joss Whedon. Um, <laughs> and then it was like around the same time like I had gotten picked to be one of the Deacon Sundry bloggers, even though like I had like no votes. Like I made it like to the next round, and I was like, "How did I make the next round? I don't really have any votes." And then I got picked to be one of the top ten. And I was like, "I still don't really have any votes." Because Felicia loves you. Um. And then yeah, I tra- Annie told me it was because like Felicia thought I was adorable. And I Felicia was like, Day, okay.
0: who was on the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, we're talking show, about. Vampire, was
4: like, <laughs> so it was just like <laughs> all these random things, and it was just because I had just made this like one video, and I had never really made a vlog before or anything. But I was just like talking about just like how much I liked this thing. And then so I started making more videos and I've written like articles for Geek and Sundry or just like other sites. And it's it's just like if I, it's just like this notion that you can talk about something or write about something that you really like and not necessarily be the most academic person in the world because I say like every two seconds and I'm not always <laughs> great at uh saying what I'm trying to say in my brain, Um, but I know how I, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like I know how I feel about something and I guess that notion that just like feeling some way about something is important and like your feelings or your emotions about this thing, like because you're like a really big fan of it, like that has credit and that like your interest in this thing has worth and you can still be a giant fan of something if you don't know freaking like Agent Scully's badge number because who knows, (laughs) like I can't memorize a badge number. Um, but it's it's just that, and I think that's why like doing this podcast and um, stuff like that is really important because I, I I think there's different outlets to be a fan of something and there's different ways to be passionate about something and care about something, um, and that's the internet.
2: Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, to kind of go off that, uh, internet kind of like it it's great. It's crazy place. It gets dark, but the internet can be great. Um, of like what rachel said about having like live journal i used to live in like the aol chat rooms and like the, especially the one like based on fantasy and sci-fi that was like my people <laughs> <laughs> um, but i think we're in in a very cool era of the fangirl and i think that's like and it's a really powerful word now and rachel's on this cool show called fangirling with Nerdist. And it's like a really powerful positive image because I think for a long time, fandom was kind of seen as being a boys club. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It was just like, that's the way it was seen for a really long time and now it's okay. And like, if you were a fangirl, you think like Beatlemania and girls crying and screaming and like, that's still a thing, that's still a thing. There's still uh, fangirls that follow like pop artists and, and I love boy bands, but it's like fangirl means so much more now, it means just being passionate and really wanting to like share things. And it's okay to be overwhelmed with emotions about really cool <laughs> stuff. And that's how I felt yeah. about Buffy from the get-go. It was just like, she's really cool, but she's also like not perfect. She has terrible taste in men. <laughs> she, again, like she she kind of does the wrong things a lot. Um, you know, uh, she, gets, she gets bruises, she gets hurt, she gets down. Um, she cries a lot. Um, and it was like, sweet that is someone that we can look up to and we know that she's not perfect, but it's someone that we can get excited about and we wanna see her like do well. And I think just like the internet in general, just for, you can find essays, you can find fan films, you can find the people that get excited. And just from like a you know girl geek side, we've been able to change that because there are so many people being more vocal about it where you maybe couldn't have been if you were just going to like a comic book store back in the back in the olden days the olden days in 1998 yeah the 90s when they rolled out the new windows yeah
1: (laughs) um yeah i we could see uh the the people behind nerdist which is like six people (laughs) on the editorial team um there's a lot of people who work there but for the the site and um shout out to our social media manager michelle who has to look through all of the comments good and bad and it's uh It's a lot, but it's you know it's it's not there's a small vocal, scary minority. Most of the the thing that for me, I'm an inherently very uh, shy person. I have worked very hard to just pretend not to be for so long that now I can do it. But um, <laughs> when I when I for so long, so I started as a writer at Nerdist two and a half years ago. I was a freelance writer and then came on full time and especially writing and not showing up in video, which I started doing this year as a like. Way to get over my fear of people like looking at me, so that's why I'm here. And um, uh, yeah, this is part of it. And um, <laughs> no, and, and when and so you kind of operate in a vacuum a little bit when you're writing, like you're communicating with people. But it was going to the conventions and and, and going on panels and being around people and being somewhere like this and meeting people who love Nerdist um, and and know who you are, even though you like you feel like you're just like word vomiting into you know the ether talking to people and seeing the connections that they made with not just like the writing and the videos that we do but you know you build this like community around it and I used to be terrified to go out and sit and talk about these things and my our senior editor Dan Casey who's a marvelous human being um, said to me before our first Comic Con panel he said these people love the stuff that we love and they want to talk to us about it. Like, you could not be in front of a better group of people. These are your people, like, don't be afraid of them oh. because they're like, if you say something like nerdy, they're gonna be like, oh my God, we're um, that's me too, you know? So it it has helped to go and, and meet people and fellow fans and, and we've started trying to build a bigger community on Nerdist like that so that people can talk back and people can be a part of it and influence the stuff that we're covering because we want to make sure that we're You know connecting with the people that you know are our pals and our our readers so it's been a very interesting two years going from being like terrified to put my face on anything because of how scary the internet can be to having a pilot called fangirling where we fangirled out about the badass babes returning to tv um in a live capacity and the response was really awesome we got a few like you know you know, it's the internet, but um, but for the most part, people are like, oh my God, there's like, there's not really a show like that out there for this where it's okay and it's not like boys aren't allowed to come on the show. You guys, you guys should all come on the show. But um, it's it's more about like getting rid of that idea that fangirling is somehow less than being a fan and that you can be excited and you can be overcome with emotion, male, female, anything else, because that it's the work that you love and it means so much to you and it helped you create your own art. It helped you understand yourself better. I, in terms of writing and characters and story, I mean, there's no one doing it like Joss. So I think, um, yeah, That's internet, great. internet's fun.
0: You're fighting the vampires of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for Mel Brooks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> point .5 in the back there. <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> I would call you a wallflower but I'm afraid you'd leave <laughs> yeah. you uh, anyway. uh, <laughs> so Chris is part of a, uh, a a comedy music video troupe and fantastic uh, and you guys make music videos and original songs that are based off of and inspired by fandoms and I kinda wanted to ask you as a creator of that what is your what do you get out of that right like if someone were to ask you like well why are you just doing like a Lord of the Rings thing why did you do like a Doctor Who music video a WonderCon like what do you get out of that personally what would you say
3: I would say that when it's specifically in music video form Mm -hmm. that it really comes down to a personal connection between me and my friend Jimmy, who does the music for um, our podcast podcast as well. I basically just called up Jimmy and I was like, can you do the Buffy theme, but not the Buffy theme? (laughs) Just so it's like a slight key difference so we can just use it copyright free. Uh, (laughs) Jimmy and I connected over Star Wars a long time ago. And then when we started doing these videos, and realized how much we just loved all the same stuff, it's like, we kind of just do it for ourselves. And it's it's not a lot of response, it's not a channel that he and I even really put that much attention to anymore, but every time that we have come together, like there was the uh, the Billy Joel uh, Hobbit mashup, still Middle Earth to me, it was like, I just had something I really wanted to say, and I didn't care who heard it, I just needed to say it. <laughs> and I knew I had a group of friends who would help me say it. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that's what's exciting about it, is it's, and, and for the, and, and this is also going to a, 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 a Whedon quote, where he says the thing of I'd rather have something that 100 people love than 1,000 people like. And in that sense, for the few people that also felt passionate enough about the thing that I, said and expressed in music, which I, I mean, most of my life kind of revolves around music. I also have a musical improv troupe called Robot Teammates that performs on Geek and Sundry. And so it's like pretty much song is part of my life every single day. And I think it's something that also comes through in uh, Joss's work, specifically in Angel with Lorne and the idea that, and in Buffy with the musical, right? and that song is... In a way, it, with Lorne, it's when you bare your soul is when you sing. And even though it's generally kind of silly in the first few seasons, but then later, like in season three, Angel, like actually the fact of singing and bearing your soul becomes something kind of serious. So to be able to kind of express in that way, uh, I don't know if this is making any, if this is connecting in the way it feels like it is. Like you were saying Holland and the sometimes the words that, Fall out of my face or not. Yeah, the brain to mouth thing <laughs> the, is uh, so good. This isn't a podcast. Good thing there's not a bunch of people looking at us. Um, but yeah, that to me is just saying something that you want to say and just having at least a small amount of people giving you a thumbs up and saying, like, hey, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is something that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, laughing
0: at an agreement. Good.
3: Because <laughs> growing up in a small town in New Hampshire, there was not a lot of fandom. Uh-huh. I have always been kind Except of for a, the Mighty, Mighty River Oysters, right? Go river oysters. We were called the Bobcats. It was Oyster River. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but I was always kind of an obnoxious loudmouth person. Um, always the kid that was thrown out of the room. So even though fandom was something that wasn't broadcasted with a bunch of people I've always felt the need to scream it in people's faces I remember it was like even when Angel was getting canceled I made like this very very like public display about it uh-huh. uh, my punk band the Mosh Potatoes we had a concert and I made a, uh, a by the way there was a wait. groan I heard I won't point out who it was but everyone like laughed and there was a person who went oh <laughs> We're still together, we just don't play anymore. <laughs> um, but I made this Rogue Demon Hunters Unite cape and, like, turn and, like, without my band's approval, even, yeah. made our entire set a campaign about trying to bring attention to the cancellation of Angel. Of course you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were pissed. They were like, What was that? This was the battle of the bands. We lost. You made that about Angel. Um, so. I guess it's that, but for the few people that did feel it, I feel like if we grew up in today's age, where it's like, you know, whenever I go on our Instagram and there's all these different Buffy accounts, it's like every single day, hundreds of accounts are just putting up shipper images or just anything, just because we love it. Yeah. Or it's like they just want to comment on it. And I feel like back then it felt a little more lonely. Like you felt a little more isolated. And even though the web was still a thing, and there were these like avenues that you guys were talking about... Like I remember, I had spoiler slayer, uh, the Angel Boards. So the Angel Boards ultimately betrayed me because <laughs> an early version of a of an internet vampire went on there and spoiled the most pivotal pivotal moment in the finale of Angel, just right there on the Angel Boards. What a freaking Voldemort! It was awesome. <laughs> a, yeah, we didn't have the. Uh, who what was, uh, was it? Melissa? She's the one who goes over and checks all the comments. Oh, Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Michelle. Michelle. I guess that the angel, the, the WB official, because it was the WB, now I feel like an old man, yeah. <laughs> fixing my patches on my elbows. <laughs> um, hello, my baby. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I'm glad that the web has evolved in such a way that for the people who, in any kind of tiny community now, who do have access to anything, it's like, you can find your people. And it's like, even like when I would fly out to Comic-Con every year, It was a very solitary experience because it was like still now there are more kind of comfortable avenues for people to connect before they could even enter a con it's like now if you are a young person going to a con with instagram or with twitter you can kind of make friends in an easier way yeah connecting is easier
0: Yeah, there's one thing he said that I really liked, and I just kind of want to underline it, which is that we're doing it for ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, and not in like a selfish way, but like in that this makes you feel good. And it's really cool to like pursue that and to accept that instead of trying to conform to some other like
3: norm that someone else is promoting, you know? I really like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's louder, and it's like in terms of like the cancellations of Asian Carter or something like that, it's much easier to make your voice heard now. whereas when Angel was canceled, because that was you know, that was a very dark age for Whedon fans because Firefly was canceled, Buffy was canceled, and then finally, even though Angel changed itself, because if you remember season five, Angel it became so episodic again, which was kind of unnatural for how the show had become for two whole seasons. It was like the ratings were better, and it was like, okay, we're gonna be fine, and then Angel was canceled. Yeah. And I remember going on to Spoiler Slayer and finding out that news and feeling a sinking pit of betrayal from the world Uh, But the way that we, the way that we had to respond was through a letter campaign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember I printed, it it was, and people united in the forum board, there was the, you know, the specific image of, it was like, uh, there was an organization called Saving Angel, I still have a poster of it, savingangel.org. It said, uh, we'll follow Angel to hell or to another network. (laughs) Uh, um, And so like, I had t-shirts of that, they had the specific uh, postcard that we were supposed to send in. Nowadays, I feel like a postcard campaign is something that makes me feel really old. Uh, I am going to uh,
0: tag on something you said really quick and then throw the mic over to you, Brett, because you were pointing at it. Um, (laughs) That's how it works. I read body language. I took one class of psychology at UCSB. That's what I took away from it. Uh, Just kidding, there's a lot of stuff. But yeah, one thing is, I think before with like fandom, when we were growing up and it was like in magazines and like fan magazines and stuff like that, it was, if something bad was happening, that's when there was a huge ripple, right? That's when we were just like, oh my god, we all have to rally. Now, if something, if there's like a, you know, there's a hilarious joke in like an episode of Agent Carter or something like that, or something really cool happens on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you go onto Twitter or Instagram, Everyone's gifted. it, they've memed it. I pronounce it gift. I won't back down on that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <And> a, <laughs> this is where the Civil War starts. Yeah, this is <laughs> round two. Uh, but uh, I feel like now we get to celebrate wins and cool things that we love with people that we might not even ever meet physically. They might be on the other side of the world, but we get to just be like, this joke was great, or this moment was awesome. Uh, and that's something that I think is really cool in 2.0 and having digital content and being able to do that. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, 2.0, I was, that ties in so well with what I want to talk <laughs> about is, um, when you we talk about- You must be a fellow gaucho. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. three of us <laughs> on the panel right now. Yeah. When we talk about, um, especially like Buffy 2.0 and, and fandoms is I think a lot of the traditional avenues of where we get TV shows, like I remember Buffy was on air. It was. You know we didn't ha- my family didn't have dvr like we didn't there wasn't dvd box sets of it it was if i wanted to watch it i had to be home <laughs> <And> <laughs> i had to be home <laughs> what i wow. had to watch it crazy and actually during that time i was a cheerleader in middle school and high school so it was like my dual life was like i'm gonna go home and like you were buffy own. yeah so <laughs> it was like oh i'm buffy at school like i'm a cheerleader and then i'd go home and start like slaying vampires like and eh, nerdy internet comments and working on AOL chat rooms but I think now we're in a weird transition. of there's still the avenues that are t- 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 traditional route of TV shows and networks and that's why we see like if people can't view in live and see ads and that's why things like Agent Carter are getting canceled. Like that's why that happens. It's because it, the way it's being communicated to us and released to us is not how we as fans now consume content. And it, I think we're still in a weird shift, and I think that's we're seeing that more with like Marvel properties on on Netflix. It's yeah. like you want to consume, and you see, you know, we did a Kickstarter for for Lurk, and you see like people being like, oh, okay, cool, this is going to be released on the internet. This is how I consume content, and it's still a work in progress. It's still things happening, but I think the more that fans can be vocal about it and really request and be honest about how they consume things, will be that change um so it's like you know who knows if you know agent carter could live somewhere else uh we've seen this happen with like mindy project you know it's not on a network anymore it's on hulu and i think it's just you know people coming to even conventions being like these are the things that i want to spend my like expendable income on (laughs) yeah and my time and where i want to be and i think that's why You know even like a podcast it's like this is where i want to spend my time is because you guys listen to podcasts and that's why you're making a podcast rachel was like reading and journaling on the internet and that's why it works so well that she's on Nerdist. and it's (laughs) just like keep doing what you love and find out where you want to post that and sorry that was like a really like go get them but (laughs) but i think that's just kind of where we're at right now so don't let like things being canceled and, like, rally, you know, do posters and be vocal about it. And, you know, it might not save it, but at least it shows, hey, people care. This is
0: important. Yeah, yeah, it's important to us. It's kind of like uh, what
3: Angel says in Power <laughs> oh, Play. You're going to make me cry. No, we can't get one right. He says where it's like, we're not going to win. <sighs> oh, he's God. like, but we'll show them for one bright and shining moment that they don't own us.
0: Well,
3: that was really good. That was, that was good. Angel of Angel of I don't know
0: why you don't read it. David Fury
3: before. wrote
0: it. <laughs> um, just to change it up really quickly, this is a little bit of an unusual thought that popped into my head, but we're going to do it because uh, my microphone's loud. Uh, <laughs> if. If you guys were a slayer or a defender of any sort and you had to fight some sort of cryptozoological or evil or mythical entity that wasn't necessarily a vampire, think of what it would be. All right, and we're going to give ourselves a few seconds and then we're going to, and then because we have to keep the panel going, you just got to say it too, even if it's not great.
2: Wait, to fight because I'm going to win or just it would be an awesome battle? Like 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 Buffy
0: the vampire slayer, Brittany the what?
2: Oh, what would I be? Yeah, Uh yeah.
0: So I'll start, just to buy us (laughs) time, because where did that come from? (laughs) Uh, Omar needs to eat, that's the problem. Uh, (laughs) um, I would say I am Omar, shield of the swamp things. I shield us from the swamp things. (laughs) Pretty self-explanatory, high concept idea. Shield of the swamp things, there are things in the swamp, and I, I stop them from
3: getting into the village. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, wait, None of them are question. here, right? 100%. Yeah. I thought, so, it's, okay. I think I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought yeah. it was going to be like, what, the Omar, dream? the intolerance slave. Yeah, I thought it was going <laughs> to I
4: was going to say like, injustice or insecurity. Tro- or, <laughs> troll.
3: bad <to protect laughs> people. But Omar just really no <laughs> swamp fix. There's an hate that he just wants to protect people from? I, I don't, like. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think the Buffy hates vampires, but it's her duty to stop people from getting hurt by vampires and other bad things. In in the same way that if there were swamp creatures, I would shield us from them. (laughs) I'm not saying I would use violence, I'd probably reason with them. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's my answer. If you guys don't like it, that's just too bad.
1: I think I have one. Okay, okay. Um, So I really like uh, witches and things around witches and spooky things. So I would be Rachel the poltergeist I was going to say Hunter, but then Hunter, yeah, Hunter. The Poltergeist Hunter? Yeah, or some sort of spectral possession, because I love horror movies, and I love especially the ones that get me. I love watching horror movies because I love to be scared, and the ones that really get me probably because I went to Catholic school um, are are Possession and like Exorcist and Poltergeist-esque movies. So I would protect people from possession and
2: hauntings.
0: Wow. That's a great answer.
2: So far. I'm i op- I'm also really into witches, Can we sign like, a coven? Yes. Oh, okay. That's oh, okay. oh, happening. Right. Um That's quick. <laughs> yeah, it's done. That's definitely the techno
0: pagan <laughs> circle that you guys made too <laughs> just now, by the way. Yeah. I, I
2: blame and hocus pocus I will be 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Feed them um, the bread. I'm really into this trend called, or like fashion trend, lifestyle trend called city witches. I'm obsessed with it. So I think it'd be like, Brittany, like, witch of the city. Like, and it Wait, would what just... What is it? What's oh, it's like, what's a It's, it's like, it's like hipster meets witches. It's, it's a fantastic thing. So Silver Lake? Yeah, it's like, so <laughs> it's like Silver Lake, but I'm also a publicist and I wear black a lot. So it's like totally fits in my lifestyle. So I think it would just be like, I, and I also love to be witch. So I want to see like a city version where yes. it's like, where <laughs> oh. it's like, instead of like Darren and Living in the Suburbs, like, you know, I'm just a girl trying to figure out my life and living in a tackling Los Angeles, and I do, like, well, like harmless magic every now and again. I would watch that. I, yes, would, I would Why watch are you not that? in
0: charge of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? They're, re- they're, 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 they're pulling her back into Archie. What? You need to be in charge of the TV show. Yeah.
1: Make, it a, make it happen in, in it hap
0: hap Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. It's amazing. <laughs> witch of
2: the City.
0: That's witch great. The city,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: By the way, there is a shop in Silver Lake called Cauldron Kitty, and I think that's really cute. It's a really cute name. How about you, Holland no, Parkus? No, no, no,
3: go
4: go um, I don't. Uh, this is so hard. I was I was thinking of bigger concepts. Uh, I would.
0: I'm so sorry that you have to deal with our small minds. <laughs> <laughs> After this, this, you can go, go hang out with tra- Nietzsche and Hegel all you want.
1: <laughs> I, I would slay.
4: Um...
0: Would you Would you womp a werewolf? Would you be a werewolf, womper. My
4: is like everything I think that I could like everything that I, I think that, that, that I could play. I really don't. because was like aliens. I was like no, aliens could be nice. Like every every creature I'm thinking of, we're like werewolves. I'm like oh, I don't know. Oz is a werewolf. He seemed okay. Like everything that I try and think of, I'm like I'd feel bad. Um, I think aliens. Is no, like, they could be, but maybe they're not. Zombies have been done. Like, yeah, sure. They're just Dude, Here's the thing, though.
0: We still exist in the universe that we just created where there are zombies. All is just choosing not to stop them. <laughs> because it's just too cliche for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Real deep. I'm going to
4: be well, in the passive aggressive, I would slay things if there weren't too many people already slaying them. So. You're the, <laughs> the hipster defender. I think is
0: you're the hipster defender. Great, spin off show with Brett. One. That's great. Great. So like really specific like ancient Mesopotamian beasts you would fight, but anything more recent than
3: that, you're like no 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 thanks. That
1: was so five
0: seconds. <laughs> so
3: many seconds ago, exactly, yeah. How about you, Chris? Um, I would be Chris the uh, Interdimensional Barrier Breaker. Uh, the Interdimensional Barrier Breaker? Yeah. I feel I like would, that's uh,
1: not good.
3: I would still try it. I would seek to <laughs> discover separate dimensions and figure out a way to see... If by exploring them, if we could make this a better no, world. See,
4: that's what happens on Fringe, and then everything goes to shit. Yep. Can
1: I change yeah, well, it? Yeah, what happened on
3: Beach Face 9, what too, and Jordan? everything to the <laughs> <laughs> But then it also happened on Buffy, too, and... Oh, no, that didn't <laughs> yeah. no, I still do it. There's always a person. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd
1: like to change my answer. I, I would like to, to too, so you kindly and gently protect our universe from Chris, because <laughs> I, 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 I think you have good intentions, but... We know we've all, we've hopefully all seen fringe. Things things happen. I know. Also, Anatora for Captain Marvel? I don't know. Ooh. Right? 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 Ooh. I love sort of that Hammond, right? he um, just wants to. I would go with you, and and or maybe I could be your sidekick, but then maybe I'd have to stop you sometimes. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's, good.
0: that's a good joke. Uh, well, my answer <laughs> change is really dumb now. I want to stop creepy <laughs> dolls that come to life. You know how sometimes <gasps> that happens? I would just, and I wouldn't hurt them. I'd just put them in a little box, tape it. <laughs> Wherever the Indiana Jones stuff goes, I just put it in there. Just yeah. be like, let's, yeah. Don't open it, please. And
1: then sell it. Isn't it good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I would guess I'd sell it. Yeah, because I'd be out of a job, right? There'd be four dolls, put them back in the world. Thank you. Job security. Uh, <laughs> so we are just about wrapping up. Um, and uh, we have so much to say. I think we could talk about this panel for years and years. But instead, let's take that time to talk about where you can find us in the digital space. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with, uh, with Mr. Mel Brooks in the back there. Where can they find you, first?
3: Hi, I'm Chris Pimonte. Um I'm a Montioc on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and I perform with a musical improv troupe called Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party, and we play on the Geek & Sundry Twitch stream. And uh, this summer at the Hollywood Fringe Festival, we're doing a post-apocalyptic sewer adventure called Thug Tunnel that we wrote. Uh, so if you want to come see that, it's on June 9th at the Sacred Fools Theater, and that would be great if you wanted to come, you can put that up online. Awesome!
0: Woo. How about you, Britt? Where can
2: they find you? Um, I'm on all the social internet things as B.E. Sandler. Um, and then if you want to find Lurk and keep up to date on what's going to happen with that, uh, all of our stuff is like Lurk A. Frey fan film because we like um, alliteration and describing what it is. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> um, I'm Rachel Hine, and you can find me at Rachel Hine online, also on nerdist.com. And we just had, as Brittany mentioned, our pilot for a show called Fangirling, which you can watch on the Nerdist Facebook or YouTube. Um, we're hoping to continue that into a show, so if you see it and you like it, uh, let the internet know. That's Thanks. awesome.
0: <laughs> How about you, Holland Farkas? Uh,
4: I'm Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas.
0: Um, mm.
4: Yeah, crossing the
0: internet on Fergus. Find me. <and> <laughs> I'm Omar. You can always find me on Twitter at Omar Najam. Uh, also, I've got a YouTube channel to Broke Geeks, which you can check out. There'll be some exciting news yeah. things coming up soon about that that I can't talk about without my co-pilot. Uh, also, I have an improv team as well, which I'll tell you guys about. If you're in the LA area, Swimming Lessons, you can find us on Twitter at Lessons Swimming, uh, but we have a recurring show at the Clubhouse, and it's a very geeky improv troupe. so check us out. And of course, you can always find anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's at SSG Podcast. Uh, Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook as well as on Instagram. We're very active on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we'll be posting a lot of pictures from today. We'll be tweeting a lot of stuff, so please check it out. And we love talking, love hanging out. And uh, if you have any requests for people you want us to try to get on the podcast, please let us know. Brittany Sandler has teeth. If you would like to become a vampire yourself, we've got library cards up here please come check it out. We would love to talk, love to hang out. Thank you guys for coming onto our podcast today. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys for having us. Renopla, thank you for, for hosting us. This is, a, this is a dream come true. Guys, go out there, have a great con, and share this fandom and share your love of Buffy with everybody because it's a good thing. It's a good thing you have. Have a wonderful day, everyone. We'll see you next week. To put us, we usually okay. So, what we do is just to <laughs> fill everyone in because <laughs> that was weird. Usually, we go, Let's head to the library because we record in the Sunnydale library, uh, which is why we have all these fancy library cards. And usually, we have a door noise. Yeah, we'll probably still have it. Are we heading into the auditorium in the puppet show? Let's head into the auditorium from the episode puppet show. Oh, <laughs> be a wow, part noise. Part so name, same be time. There'd still be a door yeah. noise, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a door noise Thank and then you, a little Scott. scurry,
3: a little feet scurry of Sid the Puppet. And... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> or I can just do it right now. <laughs> Is that how you imagine <laughs> Sid's feet to sound? That's exactly how Sid's feet sound. <laughs> <laughs>